In 2019, a crack joke-making <laughs> comedy unit was no. sent to a prison by a comedy court for a joke they didn't commit. <laughs> These people promptly escaped from a maximum security stockade to the nerd comedy underground. Today, still wanted by the mainstream comedy. They survived as soldiers of fortune. If you have a problem, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire the APS team. Play in uh, the music. <laughs> That's so <laughs> embarrassing for you. I, I prepped this. For everyone wondering at home, we record these two at a time. And so a little while ago, Beck went first and did her intro based on the A-team. And Matt had a whole lunchtime where he could have come up with a new intro. Oh, no. No, 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 no. I had prepped this. <laughs> I was going to describe myself as B.A. Baracus. Oh, I see. Because I have a catchy real name, Mr. P. Oh, yeah. And, like, Mr. T, it's slightly ambiguous where the character and the real person start and begin. Nice. And I was going to describe you as Hannibal. Oh, interesting. Yes, yes because uh, you, you married a Scottish person. Right. And you're a big fan of healthy eating and, and fruit and wordplay, which is why you love it when a clan plums together. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've used the L twice. I don't care. <laughs> it sounds right. <laughs> so. Do you know what? I think you you deserve this for the fact that you sat through mine. Without saying anything. Did I didn't crack. You haven't said anything this whole no. time. If it was me, I wouldn't have been able to. I, w I would have been like, wouldn't have been funny if I wait until we record that episode, but I never would have made it. I did the comedy calculus in my head at the time. Yeah. And went, it's funniest if I wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've just got to wait. Yeah, but uh, but now Lauren has to find like, you know that uh, Jurassic Park video with the, I think we've talked about it before. Where oh, it's, the recorder. Yeah, it's like the, no, it's like the, it's like a harmonic, oh, yeah, harmonic yeah, yeah, yeah. or something. We need like the dodgy 18 version for this one. <laughs> what, for, what, for mine? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The honed, the honed <laughs> second version. <laughs> like some of you just kept the entire part of the original yeah. intro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, this is it. I See, you, you actually script your new, I just have the old one in front of me. Oh, and you're like, I'll just and wing I just it. Plan, I look at it, I'm like, yeah, I'll do that, I'll do that, I'll do that. I'll change that to that. I think that'll work over here. Yeah, not as easy as it sounds, is it? It's not. Uh, and do you know what I love? Is that you didn't write it out still. You just no, got I, the original I, words. I stuck. You know what? That means you learnt from the improv advice from last episode. You know what? I never feel nervous before these recordings. I could genuinely feel my nerves starting to... I was going to say, we can tell. Because yeah. I've got to stay. <laughs> yeah, you're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You gave the laid back, relaxed, half-assed attitude tipped us off. We give ourselves permission not to be funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, listeners, they can be the judge. But honest, it's, it's like a magic trick. So with magicians, if you want to do a trick, a lot of the time, it's just you set something up and then you just got to wait. And half the challenge is just waiting a ridiculous amount of time. Yeah. Knowing. It's why I could never be a magician. It'd be worth it. Oh, I but also, I find it nerve-wracking. Any, any oh, kind yeah. of magic stuff. Yeah, it's too fragile. Mm -hmm. So, that aside, on this episode... I'll be helping a young couple about to embark on marriage. I solve a problem for everyone who has not 
got an Apple ID. And boy, oh boy, do we have <laughs> any other business? Ooh, so much any other business. Let's get on with it. Beck, how are you doing? I'm, uh, I'm great. Good. I'm great. I've had some Excellent. adventures, some misadventures. Oh. Um, what one one of them was I I was trying to be a, a good a good person, mm. a good a good wife, a good partner, a good friend by doing the dishes after I had lunch the other day. You're really raising the bar on our catch up. Well, quite often Gap gets back from work and the dishes are still there and it's not, it's just a cup, it's usually like a bowl or something. Because you lunch at home. Yeah. And so, and then. Gab's out of work. Yeah. And then when we have dinner, then, you know, we do them all. But I also know he likes coming home to it being as clean as it was when he left. So I had my lunch. I thought, I'll do what? I'll do my dishes. So I started running the sink and had my headphones on, went and started cleaning my room. Uh-oh. I think it was at least half an hour. Half an hour. I thought, I'll have a glass of water. And then went to get a cup. And it just took me a moment to, I took off my headphones. I was like, what's that noise? Why does it sound like this loud, like water rushing? Oh. And I'd completely flooded the kitchen. Oh no. And I mean properly flooded as in like about an inch or so of water, like enough to be like, oh, this is an issue. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So it's not like there's the overflow hole in the drain. There is one. And in the past it's worked. Oh. <laughs> because it's not, not, not the first time. Not I've your first that, rodeo. But yeah. it's also not been that long. <laughs> right. Okay. And okay. I suspect it, it that overflowed. <laughs> well, that should just feed into the drain. That should. It should, but it's so small. I think the ver- veracity yeah. of the water. The velocity of the water. Yeah. The flow rate. There was more coming out of the tap. Than could go in. Than the tiny hole could handle. Yeah. Wow, what do you do? Well, first thing I did is I took the bath mat out of the bathroom and chucked that on the floor, okay, which so you've did dealt nothing. With 0.1% it like floated away. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> now, you, now you're down a bath mat. <laughs> yeah. We keep all of our spare towels and mop and everything in the boiler cupboard, which is on the other side now of the, the kitchen. On the far side of Lake Kitchen. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so basically, and I was wearing um, like track pants that are quite all, pa- all trousers are long on me. So yeah. short legs. So I had to take Wade. off my trousers. So in my pants, walk across the kitchen. Hot spring. Through the hot water and then grab uh, all the towels out of the cupboard, chuck them on the floor. Did nothing. Like, is it, you know you when know you what? put them down and there's still water above them and you're yeah. like, oh. The last time we had a leak at home, my first instinct, I ran upstairs, got all the towels, brought them down, chucked them on and went, well, it didn't do it. Didn't do anything. Nothing. But that's the first thing. I was like, what fixes, what beats water? Yeah. Towel. Yeah. No. Also, the, the water was still so hot, I couldn't put my hand into the sink to take the plug out. Oh, right. So that was still full. That's still full of water. I had to wring the towels into the bucket. The mop was at the very back corner of the flooded boiler cupboard behind everything else. So I physically couldn't get it out. And whenever I tried to move anything else, it kept falling into the water on the the floor. Pulled out the drawer to put some cutlery in. That wasn't useful. Entire drawer full Full of water. water. Drawers full of water. The cupboard was full of water. All the pots and pans, every utensil full of water. So the water hadn't Everything. just cascaded off the worktop onto the ground. So yes, yeah, so I think the overflow thing it had that had backed up or something and, and gone. That was an overflowing into, into the, the drawers underneath. Yeah, yeah. The rug we got a rug on the floor that was completely soaked through because weirdly, when things flood, it makes things dirty. What? I know. That should be the one silver lining. Should be it's washed the floor. Yeah. Well, the dye all came out from the red rug, so everything oh, went a rusted color. I right, gotcha. And then also anything that was like any residue inside the cupboards or whatever. The cupboards of, yeah. yeah. Or the inside of the drawer. 
Yeah. Yeah. But it's not until you realize that you towels can... do nothing. The towels, they do nothing. <laughs> that you're like, oh. Oh, this, uh, oh. this problem transcends towels. Yeah. It's yeah. not just the getting rid of the water part. It's everything afterwards. Oh, that's awful. Imagine having to do the dishes and it's every dish you own. Every every fork, every chopstick that you've saved from a takeaway <laughs> because you're trying to be environmentally helpful. It all backfired. Wow. So wow. What I, an adventure. I, my heart goes out to you if you've ever been in that situation. What about you? Uh, I got nothing nothing on that. <laughs> they haven't flooded anything. I went to the European Robotics Forum. The ERF. Yep, that's the one. It was uh, Earth. in Earth. Ur- the Earth. I went to the Earth. Their slogan is not what on Earth, which is... Uh, <laughs> should be. Should be welcome to Earth. Yeah. But uh, sadly, no. Um, I, I was the light entertainment. Like Nice. Like a lot of my career... I'm what conference organizers think nerds will consider a treat. And so and they're correct. They were correct. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, you are. Do you know what? There's so many times where people get booked for stuff and they're like, I don't know why we were booked for this. We are the wrong people for yep. this. And you are the one performer where they nail it. And it's very funny talking to people afterwards because what like it's a common problem. You're organizing a tech conference, you've got lots of nerds, right? Yeah. So it's oh it's just it's a home gig. I will then consider it part of my responsibility to hang around afterwards and chat to people and, and do all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But then I realized, chatting to people, that in that situation, I am the beck. You're flooded. No, no, no. Yeah, I'm in, I'm in hot water this time. Yeah. No, um, no, because people just see me do my talk. Yeah. I mean, you know me. I'm, I'm a poly nerd. I, I know a little bit about a lot of different things. Yeah. Right, I would say you know a lot more than a little bit about a lot of things. That's relative. <laughs> Very relative. That's why in this situation, you're the beck. Yeah. Right. <laughs> True. Yeah. So, but then people will come up and they'll be like, they'll just launch into. Oh, right. Yeah. The, the super detailed, high level maths explanations of what they do or what they're Got thinking it. about, what they're curious about. And I'm there following along. And then occasionally I'll be like, so one, one person was just like, oh, so we do this thing and we use, obviously we're using quaternions. For the orientation, this, that, and the other. He goes, because you've got the manifold here, you've got this, that. And, he's like, and then I'm like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And I, I will try and every now I'd be like, oh, so a bit like this. And sometimes they're like, yeah, yeah, kind of like. And sometimes they're like, eh. <laughs> they're going, oh, this is what Beck feels like all the time when I'm talking at her. <laughs> Welcome to my world. Yes, yeah, yeah, so I'm there. Um, there's always a smarter mathematician than anyone. Yeah. And so the, the, I, I love these gigs. And it's the same as when I go to like mass conference kind of things. I'm way out of my depth mathematically. Yeah. But I've still got the interest. Uh-huh. And I'm just frantically trying to keep up. And people assume I know way more than I do. And if for me, I'm like, it's a good reminder. Because you don't want to lose touch of what it's like to learn maths and struggle with it. And try and Yeah, yeah. So I really, I really enjoy that feeling of being out of my depth and trying to keep up. And um, understand it. And that's, yeah. That's why often people who are very good at math don't make good teachers. Because they've forgotten what it's like. <laughs> so anyway, I had a great time. But I do enjoy being out of my depth and, and desperately trying to follow along with some mathematics. Yeah. Good. I'm glad. Yeah. We both yeah. learned something this week. Yeah. <laughs> you learned, you to learned check, about check the taps. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. That's not the lesson I took away from it. It was oh. never do the dishes. Our first problem was sent in by Steve, who uh, is engaged. Congratulations to Steve. That's well not done. the problem. <laughs> Steve and his fiance, however, have uh, they're planning way in advance 
So it's over a year until their wedding. And that means I've now realized, because their wedding is more than a year away, they know the date at which it will be exactly a year before the wedding, which oh. is their negative one wedding anniversary. Nice. So good. And so Steve's problem is, given that there are traditional kind of common standard gifts for the positive wedding anniversaries, they want to know what is the traditional gift for a negative wedding anniversary. It's a good problem. So good. I love it. I had a ball looking into this because you know me. You know I like oh, a bit yeah, of a yeah. deep dive. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So first of all, because I, I imagine really... you started with the positive ones. Yes, I yeah. did start with yeah. the positive ones. So uh, you get real distracted researching the positive ones. Do you know what? Not as oh. bad as I have been in the past. What do you know about the the main anniversary gifts? Here's what I know. Mm. I know that there are two sets. There's like the traditional and the modern. Correct. Set of gifts. Would you like to know more about that? Uh, absolutely. Traditional ones started roughly in the sort of mid to late 1800s. Classic. That's you know peak weird etiquette. Era. Yeah. And the reason for that is because before that, it was mainly arranged marriages that were done for uniting families and finances and property yep. and. Or just you got to get married to survive. Yep. So. And I mean, that's in, that's in the cultures that probably us and most of our listeners are involved with, but obviously diff it's different around the world. Yep. Uh, in some cultures, I think it was in Tibet, there's ones where the women in a community will go and get pregnant with some men in a neighboring community, but then go back to their community and have the children on their own with sort of the help of the community. There's tribes where the children don't necessarily have recognized parents. It's once they're born, the entire tribe raise them. You know, there are very different ways of... Can of I just uh, recap what we've done so far? Yeah. I said, Beck, did you get distracted and do a bunch of research? <laughs> and you said, no, of course not. Allow me to explain the details of Tibetan marriage traditions. <laughs> <laughs> hey, at least You're right, I'm you still said... on marriages. <laughs> yeah, I, oh, it, yeah, oh right? yeah. I'm never accusing <laughs> well, you of going to a different topic. <laughs> Just saying. So uh, You take uh, a lot of detours. As well. <laughs> so basically it was when like somewhere between the French and American revolutions that, and Victoria era, those sorts of things, that is when love marriages became more popular. Oh. So during sort of the Enlightenment era, Around the revolutionary times, there were the idea that you could work for your personal happiness. Oh, right. Rather than like your families or your countries or whatever. So wage labor and, and people being able to be more in charge of their finances. That's when it became more and more popular to marry for love and became a point about trying to celebrate how long you can make a love marriage last. Because obviously with a lot of other marriages, when they're arranged and stuff, there was no or very much right, you're in. yeah yeah and it, that still was the case but it was sort of more seen as like you'd achieved something because it's not like you're together because you have to be it's like yeah oh you've chosen to be together of your own but now you could choose to move apart, yeah, you exactly. know, like, yeah, yeah 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 so it became more of a gift giving thing so originally the gift giving thing started in germany they traced it back quite far the most early record i could find was from a play and they talked about a silver wreath being given to a couple who had been married for 25 years. Yep. And a gold wreath being given to someone who'd been together 50 years. Well, you've just told me two of the ones I reckon I could guess. Yes. Yeah. From a standing That's start. all I'm going to tell you. So oh, those, those two. Yep. And then that slowly made its way into 
mainly the UK basically. So it was sort of a European thing, started to shut more in the UK as the idea of giving these gifts. That spread across to the States and then it was in the early 1900s basically just after World War I, that the American National Retail Jewelers Association discussed supplementing the common anniversaries in their 1922 meeting. Oh. Coming up to the anniversary. Happy anniversary. That's right. Yep. September 6th, if you want to celebrate. What's the 100th anniversary? Oh, we're going to come around to that, Matt. Oh, sorry. Don't you worry. So one attendee at their meeting said they want to call attention to the fact that wooden and tin anniversaries, oh, I've just named two others. That's fine. I wouldn't have got them. Came far ahead of golden anniversaries and diamond anniversaries. Oh, oh no, I wouldn't have got that one. one. Yep. And that the jeweler surely derived very little profit until after he had waited 50 or 75 years for a golden or diamond anniversary. Too long. Too long. Right? So that is when you start to get the modern list. Because right. then basically after that. Shumerism. Yeah. A big old list. Came together. Now, there were some other lists that came out before that, but pretty much after that American National Retail Jewelers Association list came out, that's the... That's it. They're just like... Modern equivalent. I feel like they're biased. They're the ones selling us the stuff and they're the ones choosing a list of what we have to buy. Absolutely. And that, that was really hard to find, like a, a correct list or an original list because right. basically it changes depending on who wants to sell what. <laughs> it was really yep, hard. Yep, yep. I love it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay, so so gold is... 50 mm-hmm. and silver is 25. Yeah. I wouldn't have guessed silver was 25, I have to admit. What would you have thought? Uh, like 40. Going off Royal Jubilees. I see. Because they go silver, gold, diamond, platinum in 10-year intervals. Right. So I would now guess that 60 years is going to be diamond and then 70s platinum, basically ripping off the Jubilees. But I, I think you said that diamond was like 75 or something. Again, that's an interesting one. So oh. originally, 75th anniversary was diamond. Yep. That came up in a list I saw in uh, 1877. Uh-huh. But in 1880, Webster's Dictionary mentioned the list for some reason under, right. under wedding. And they said uh, the 75th wedding anniversary gift is now a dictionary. They're all dictionaries. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's yeah. a different dictionary for each year. Yeah. So that came out just three years later and they listed the 60th anniversary as diamond. Oh, okay. And that sort of guessed because so few people would reach their 75th anniversary. So they brought it down a bit. Yeah. Now, I know famously the first wedding anniversary is paper. Yes, correct. Because it's hilarious. Yes. And then I don't know any others. I could probably guess. I did mention two. Well, you said wood and tin. Mm -hmm. Wood. Ridiculous. Is, are they all substances is there one that's like candles or cutlery uh in the um sort of oh okay wood tin so there's probably gonna uh, do they do different stones it's not like a ruby anniversary or but can you guess what year the wooden you know wooden tin but oh, what yeah. years oh are for? oh well wood's probably five correct because five sheets of paper make wood yes that's famously that, that's, that's what they say and um and cardboard is all the ones in between, so that's <laughs> anniversary. That's where you get cards. That's where you get cards. That's where you get cards. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, you pile so them all up, stick them together. So tin's probably ten. Correct. Feels like a because it's got this almost the same letters as yeah, ten. exactly. It's a kiwi. It's a kiwi saying ten. <laughs> yeah. Um. Then what are we missing? Then the twenty-five is silver. Mm. I feel like they wouldn't miss a chance to get twenty in there. Is that like? Aluminium or stainless steel? Uh, no, 
bronze. So some of these came a bit later, but they did become they came before yeah. the jewelers one. So they Months. count they count as traditional. Steel is eleventh. Steel eleventh. Yeah. Or well, aluminium is uh, one of the alternatives to tin for the tenth. Uh, That's true in in a few applications. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> if you need extra corrosion resistance. Potentially. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned candles. Uh, yep. Wax. Wax? 16th. 16? Anniversary. On the old list or the new? Now, I only found – it's on the old list, but I only found oh. it on one of them. Ah. So I've put a question mark there because a lot of the others yeah. I cross-reference to big see wax. if they came up. I think it's big wax. I think that's Yankee candle. Yeah. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah that's it. the candle. Candle cabal. Uh, 20th, so in 1877, and that list, China or porcelain. Oh. Mm-hmm. The substance. In 1910, the second anniversary, uh, straw. Straw. They've got candy as the third year anniversary, although on a lot of lists I saw it as uh, uh, paper first, cotton second, and then leather third. I just didn't find any years for them. Uh, Then sixth, either iron or sugar. And also you've got some of these is like the difference between UK and US. Oh, okay. That sort of stuff. Flowers for the seventh. Flower Uh, or flowers? Flowers. 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 Now, you just celebrated your eighth anniversary. Correct. Two days ago. Two days ago. At the time of speaking. So I thought I would get you oh, really? a gift. Oh, that's a quick turnaround. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> you only so found out this morning. I didn't, I didn't get time to wrap it up, though. Oh, that's okay. Without, we've already had our first spring anniversary. So there's two, two versions that I've seen. The traditional. This is traditional. Yep, yep. Bronze or salt. So I, I got you some brown salt. Salt. <laughs> <laughs> Bronze salt. That's amazing. Oh, that's great. Sea salt with chili flakes. There you go. I love it. Happy anniversary. Oh, thank you. Oh, I'll let Lucy know. <laughs> we got some sea salt with chili flakes. That's yeah. bronze salt. Salt. Yeah. I mean, the, the reason I'm a bit vague about our wedding anniversary is Lucy and I celebrate every 500 days. Yes, correct. I've and remembered we only, we, that. Exactly. We only dip in to the orbit anniversaries every five. But we, uh, we, we, we notice when they happen, we're like, oh, it's our wedding anniversary. Like, well, now you've got now that. Now we know. Now we've got the salt. Yeah. Well, um, later this year will be the three-year anniversary of this podcast. Ooh. And we missed the first two anniversaries. That's true. So either candy or leather. (laughs) Oh, my. (laughs) Wow, let's both bring a gift. (laughs) We could also go for the modern option, which is uh, crystal or glass. And some drinks. Yeah. We missed first and second year anniversaries of the podcast. Yes. For Problem Squared Mm. that you're listening to right now. Yes. What are they? Modern. Yep. Uh, Clock. Clock. Yep. Second China. A lot of oh, the modern ones are moving them forward. Yeah. 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 No so one's got time. The modern what one. What are you I eating could... off until your 20th wedding anniversary? If you... I know, right? <laughs> Do you want to know what the fourth modern one is? Yes. Electrical appliance. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't even say what. That's so Just says good. electrical appliance. Oh, oh. So we, we can buy a new kit for the podcast. Yeah. Are you, are we, four years to update the, the tech? That feels, yeah. that feels about right. So fifth is silverware. Okay. Remember, wood is silver is the uh, fifth one, the old one yeah. an old one. So the sixth mon, six year mon one is just wood objects. Oh, wood objects. They bumped wood back. Yeah, so it's gonna be an object, not just a piece of wood. Yeah. Uh, so your modern one for eighth would be linens or lace. Wow. Ten ten year anniversary. Guess mm-hmm. what it is? Uh, gold. Diamond. Diamond. <laughs> <laughs> they just skip gold. They just go straight to they diamond. They just move diamond all the way up. Yeah. Oh, there you go. That's amazing. Eleventh is fashion jewelry. You're not allowed it if it's just normal fashion, jewelry. No, nah, like fashion jewelry. Ugly jewelry? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did a whole like shopping mall worth of shops get together to do the modern one? Or was it like like a like a land rush? Like everyone's just 
racing out to try and grab yeah. an anniversary. Now, I couldn't find the original list that was put forward by the, the Jewelers Association, but apparently they did mix it up a bit, so it wasn't just all jewellery. Okay, so, so threw, they threw the a thing, bone to the yeah. wood object. I reckon this was the original one because they're listing things and they're running out of ideas. Can you imagine a writer's group, like a writer's team, oh, sitting yeah. around a table? Right, so if I was going, mm, Guys, guys, we haven't 24th 17, anniversary. 17, yeah. 24th anniversary. Uh, what, what do you reckon? Should uh, give me something. Lampshades. Mm, no, 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 no. I think we've already done that. <laughs> <laughs> of, course, of course we have. Uh, yeah, no, I think I, I'm going to cover that electrical appliance. <laughs> um, sh- shoe insoles. Uh, shoe insoles, probably under textiles and furs. Good point, good yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a bag. You get a bag. Uh, bags. Do you know what? We don't have bags. DVD box set. Oh, we no, should have really? done that. But you know what it is? Musical instrument. Musical instrument. <laughs> so you've heard of the diamond anniversary. You've heard of the gold anniversary. Try the musical instrument anniversary. They're, they're, they're too general. Now they they could have, instruments could have covered several anniversaries. The trumpet anniversary. Yeah. The I kazoo want anniversary. One. But no. No. They waste them all on the 24th. I mean, 29th is new furniture. <laughs> Now, they've already had furniture earlier. Oh, really? That's the 17th. Oh, wow. Well, yeah, seven furniture. years later. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> New furniture. Well, hang on. No, not tw- 29th, is it? So, tw- uh, oh, 29th. 11, no, 12 years later. Yeah. Yeah. You need some new furniture. It's been so 12 I was years. Thinking 24, what's that? Musical instruments. They yeah. should just swap them over. Weirdly, if they're going to let you get new furniture, then I'm pretty sure they should have given you uh 44 anniversary several times and much earlier. Yeah. Which is groceries. Groceries. You, you don't get groceries. Then they haven't eaten. This couple 44. have not eaten since since uh, for 44 years. Nah, they figured this is for old people who are forgetting to eat or go shopping. And some of them, they're just, I mean, okay, so the 15th modern anniversary, you get a watch. But I tell you, and we obviously did, did you had a clock for the first one. 31st anniversary, timepiece. No, you're just going through the thesaurus. There were a lot of watchmaking jewelers at this meeting. Absolutely. But what's the hundredth? The hundredth? Yeah. So obviously in the in the traditional one, there's no hundredth because they no, were like, no that's not that happening. Yeah. Uh, but the hundredth in the modern one is a 10-carat diamond. A 10-carat diamond. Yeah. That is a Which means big it, old diamond. It weighs two grams, I believe. What I was thinking is it's the, it's the hundredth anniversary of the list. Mm. So we should buy the list. Well, the list actually, the list didn't come out to a bit later. It's just that twenty, the nineteen twenty two is when oh, was someone said, "Ah, uh, gotcha. We should, we should marketing. We should, yeah. yeah, hey, you, me, and all our clock selling buddies should get together. Yeah, make a list. I believe the list didn't come out till thirty seven. Oh, I quite some ages. time later. Yeah, just yeah. to save up for that. Um, the mate, they're probably just fighting over how many times they had to clock <laughs> for everyone. Every third one was different words. Managed for to clock. talk them down to yeah. three. <laughs> <laughs> that was an achievement. <laughs> so Beck. Yes. The problem mm. that Steve and their fiance have, though. Yes. What do they buy each other? Right. For their negative one wedding anniversary. So. I know that you're a big fan of rollover stuff. Correct. The idea that it all resets. Oh my god, yes. So I was thinking. If diamond or diamond equivalent is like the most that you can get in the traditional yeah, and modern ones, yeah. then it should be the opposite of diamond once it rolls over. So I think it should be graphite. Oh, it's the carbon. Yeah. It's like the opposite of a diamond. It's yeah, the softest because, carbon. Yeah, because if, That's if, great. if it, the difference between the way that it cools when... Um, yeah, you get a pencil. 
when that pressure comes. Or a ring. I was going to say, like, because the carbon, yeah, it's like one slight difference in the way it cools and you get graphite versus diamond. That's great because you start with graphite at the beginning of your marriage and then a lot of pressure later. That's right. Diamonds. Yeah. So I went to the art shop around the corner here in Godalming. Right. And I bought. Oh, you bought a graphite gift? This is to send. To, I know we don't normally send our list. No, we don't. But anything, it's but like a little, little uh, to celebrate. Package. Look at that. I've got them a you little. Bought a slab of graphite. A little chunk of drawing That's graphite. That's amazing. Let's pass it over. It's actually medium strength because I didn't want it to fall apart. Graphite. It's like proper like England. Like artists. So for people listening along, it's like a square cross-section crayon. That's all graphite. So I got a little gift bag for them. Aww, so we'll I'll try and find their bag. address and we'll send that to them in time for their Next minus one, one year anniversary. anniversary. And then you've only got to wait two years to have something to write on. That's right. Exactly. So this is the thing. I realized there's a minus one. Where's the zero? Where's zero? When you actually get married. Yep. I think it should be ink. Oh. I think. Because you sign your. Because you sign yeah. your wedding certificate. That's the contract. So for anyone who's getting married, I think you should ask for ink. Or an ink product yeah. as your zeroth anniversary gift. It's like you're getting a pencil license, and then to, before you get your pen license, do you have great. that? Yes. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was the last. Yeah, student I, in my yeah. Class I think to I was. I, I think I, I don't think I ever got my pen license. Oh really? I've been using them illegally this <laughs> whole time. I'm going to dub you in. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, there you go. There's my answer. And I, do you know what? I'm very proud of it. And considering Good that work. the lists, you brought a prop. The list of basically, I even on Wikipedia, the list is different to the the sources. There's no agreement. There's no like original sources on there. So with that in mind, now that this is out there and there's so many wonderful people out there who are good at the internet, yep. we need to get the negative one year anniversary and the zeroth anniversary Ooh. gifts. Graphite and ink. Graphite. It feels like it's a free-for-all, so we can definitely. And then you get can cite this podcast. As the source. Oh my goodness. We are a definitive source. Yeah. Done. So there well, you go. That, I mean, I've got nothing to add. That's incredible. You've done it all. I think I can speak on behalf of Steve and their fiance and gift you a ding. Thank you. Ding. I'll put that ding into my wed ding. Hey. This problem comes from Bresendrak. Bres- I think so. Bresendrak. Bresendrak. Drak. He says, how do I write a review for the podcast that helps you in any way if I do not have any Apple products? Google Podcast does not have this option and I don't have an Apple ID. And that is a good point because I don't have an Apple ID, so I have never given someone a review on Apple You hypocrite. I know. You stand here every podcast. I'm usually sitting actually. You you lounge here (laughs) every podcast imploring our... Listeners, to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. As mm. do I. I've never left a review on Apple Podcasts. No, no you have yeah. Apple stuff too. Yeah, I have Apple stuff. You're a bad Apple. I should, I am. I've, I've ruined the whole podcast environment. We yeah. tell people to leave a review on Apple Podcasts, but a lot of people either don't you like, they have to go out of their way to do it. It's not how they mm. normally get their podcasts or they can't do it. And so I thought I'd have a quick look at our stats to see what percentage of listeners actually listen to this podcast via Apple Podcasts. Mm. And it is 13.4%. Arguably, that's because no one finds us because not enough people are giving us nice reviews. <laughs> that could be it. Podcasting is like, it's a very fragmented 
market as such. Like, there's lots of places you can get podcasts from because it's such, oh, yeah. a, such an open standard, I guess. Yeah. Like, 0.3% of our audience use Python requests. What does that mean? I th- I think Is that I'm, the name of an app? I think, it's the, I think it's the name of probably a library or something you can import into Python code to get your own. <laughs> or they're using something built out of Python. What percentage was that? 0.3%. Congratulations, you point. Isn't career. that great? I mean, that says everything about our audience. That it I does. Love. That is the 22nd most common way wow. for people to listen to our podcast. Okay, what are the others? Um, tell you what, I guess name three podcast providers. Pod Kicker. Okay. Pod Soup. Oh, yeah. Pod Bean. Uh-huh. I made one of them up. Pod Soup. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yes, yeah, so th- there's a lot out there, uh-huh. and all of them, bar the top, the top eleven have more than one percent each, and then the rest are just tiny fractions of people per method because there's just so many. However, Apple Podcasts is only the second top. The number one way people listen to this podcast, in fact, more than one in five of you listening right now are listening on Spotify. Huh. 22.2% of the audience. That's quite a big chunk. It is a big chunk. That's one and a half times what was happening uh, with with Apple Podcasts. Ah. So if you want to give advice for what people should do if they can't use Apple Podcasts, it's obviously, I mean, Spotify is the one we should be asking people to leave nice comments on. And it turns out as of, I think, December last year, um. Spotify rolled out the ability to give ratings to podcasts. Oh, well, actually, I listen to some, not all, but I listen to some podcasts on Spotify. Right. Let's have a look. Okay, so there's a star rating. Yep. When I go into one of them. You want to bring up one of the ones you listen oh to? Oh, my gosh, what have you got so there? easy. All right, so one of them is called Crime Show. It's by Gimlet. Crime Show. Yep. Nice specific name right there. Yeah, I know. It's very... <laughs> it stands out from the podcast crowd. Can Crime you guess what it's show. about? <laughs> Shows. <laughs> And it has a little star rating. Four, mm-hmm. It's got 4.9 uh-huh. as an average. Yep. And if I press that, it just says, how do you rate the show out of five stars? And does it tell you how many reviews have gone into that? I'll give it five stars because I do enjoy it. There you go. Submit. Now one more. Done. Done. That Easy. was so quick. Oh, my goodness. Do you want to know what our star rating is on? We have a star rating? Yep. Yes, I do want to know. It's a two significant figures. And what, what, was, what was Crime Show? 4.9. Oh, that's going to be tough to beat. Uh, but I got some great news. What? 5.0. Oh, that's why you said figures and not numbers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's not 50. <laughs> right. So, uh, yeah, 5.0. We are averaging five out of five. Awesome. Rounded to the nearest point one of a star. Wow. 326 reviews. Oh, that's quite nice. So thank you, everyone. What's that compared to other ones? That's a great question. Who would you compare us to? Uh, a podcast of unnecessary detail. Oh my goodness. Yeah, my other, <laughs> my sidecast. The other one that you're well, on. This is the podcast I do with Helen Arnie and Steve Mould. Oh, okay. How many reviews did I say we had? I said three, two, six. Three, three, two, seven now. Did you just rate us, Lauren? No. Oh, really? Ah, <laughs> that's so funny. <laughs> I think that's against the terms of service. Keep that on But there. you listen to it. And you enjoy it. I tried to rate it. I tried to rate our own. I'm not allowed because I haven't listened to our show on Spotify. (laughs) I listen to it on a different app. Okay. So we're now up to to 327 reviews. Yeah. (laughs) Thanks to Wait, are we still 5.0? Yes. Thank goodness. Because if you drag us down. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, 
my other podcast, The Spoken Nerd, 4.9. Oh, who's not giving them five? Uh, well, that was 399 <laughs> people. 399? Oh, they've got more than us Slightly. then. Comparable. So more reviewers, a, but, but, but less. But lower less average. Yeah. Good. So we need humble listeners. Yeah. I think we need to get a problem squared above 399. Oh, we absolutely do. I don't know. That's kind of competing with myself. You know what? I'm going to search okay. for, uh, you know, no such thing as a fish. Uh, okay. Search. Let's go right to the top. And one of whom is uh, an Aussie. There you are. Well, That's, Aussie. Uh, international Aussie. Aussie enough. Oh, 5.0. Oh, they're as good as we are. They are as good as we are. On 6.7 thousand reviews. Oh, that's quite a lot of reviews. <laughs> oh, that's too many. Oh, okay. 6.7 thousand. Yeah. We have enough listeners that we could beat them if everyone who listens on Spotify. That's true. Gave us five stars. Yeah. On podcast. Yeah. Don't tell the nerds. That's easy enough. Yeah. We've got two weeks for every single person who listens to this on Spotify <laughs> to give us five stars. Come on. We're, we're coming for fish. Yeah. We're not saying we are better. We just want to appear better. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we want, if you approximate our podcast to two numbers, the review, which we've already got, we got five, uh-huh. and the number of reviews on, on that very approximated metric. We want to beat we everyone. Want to be, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I mean, that I think uh, we've well and truly dinged that problem. Yes, that's what you can do. And it's so easy. Yeah. There you go, brothers. No. No, please, <laughs> please don't take down our reviews because I can't pronounce your name. This is the part of the show where we tie up any loose threads from previous episodes. We think we leave every section of every episode neatly tied up with a bow. Unless stated otherwise. Exactly. Unless stated otherwise. Occasionally, listeners will tug at the loose threads. <laughs> we got more tidying up to do. And often, they're just trying to provide more solutions to problems, which we can only applaud. For example, a lot of people, like you, Beck, got addicted to trying to find better solutions to the segment display problem. Oh, my gosh. Oh, uh, yeah. So okay. now, to recap for everyone, <laughs> yeah, 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 this yeah. was the classic like microwave numbers that are made up of seven little lines, which mm-hmm. often people don't think about it, but there's seven little segments. Mm-hmm. They turn on and off. Different combinations of them give you different digits. Someone sent a problem in that I dealt with, and I deliberately did not tell you about it. Yes. Because I knew it would take over your life. Yeah. And I was in a very busy period of you my life. You were very busy. So mm. I didn't tell you, but obviously I had to tell you during the course of recording that episode. Yes. Which was about a month ago. Yeah. And what has happened with your life since? Uh, well, as soon as we recorded that episode, yeah. we went to the pub. Correct. And I it's spent not far from where we were recording. The entire time. Trying to come up with four you segment did. versions. You took some paper. Yep. You, you took a Sharpie. Yep. You sat down. Yeah. You got going. Yep. You sat there with your pint and I did not talk. I sat there and me, me and the watched dog. Watched me draw. I, I brought my dog with me. Yeah. He sat there, chilled out. And I, I just. You were, you were in the zone. I did it the whole train ride back. Oh, wow. Yep. I got home. Still going? I showed it to my husband. Oh, no. I you, said, Gav, you, you should have a go at this. It's like. He, he gave it a little bit and then went, nah, nah. Really? Yeah, yeah. I, I thought, thought he was going to do yeah, it as well. Yeah, I thought it like the movie The Ring. Yeah, I thought it would too. Turns out just me. Just you. Well, <laughs> In my turn, life at the time. Turns I, out not just you. I have some friends <laughs> that definitely would have got addicted to it, but I just didn't see them around that time. Right, lucky. And I honestly, Matt, I, I, for about three or 
four days afterwards, woke up thinking about it. Incredible. Like it was in my head when I woke up it's thinking, a, is a there a better way to challenge. do this? Yeah. It, it genuinely consumed me. And I had to say to Gav at one point, I can't stop thinking about it. I had to, we burnt the notes that I did wow, last night. Wow, like a little ceremony. Uh, no, your fire last night. Oh, Remember, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, burnt, yeah. Because every time I looked at them, I kept thinking, think, oh, what if I sort of a. And then I managed to finally. finally Read yourself. You yeah, managed to shake I, it off. Had my, uh, my uh, uh, got, got it out of my system. And then the episode aired. And then everyone started to <laughs> Everyone came flooding. And back then in. I started to get back into it and was like, no, don't Because we back tweeted into this what again. you we we tweeted your inventions. Yes. Which meant that people wanted to show you theirs. Yes. Yeah. And then we're right back where we started. And and thank you. And also lots of people complimented mine and I really appreciate it. It was very good. It took me time. The consensus is better than mine. Thank you. I, I the people have spoken. I'm you know. I'm I'm just saying what the people have said. And there were some where there were good attempts, but they I don't think they counted for various reasons. Ah, that's true. So there was one that was sent that looked really good, but it was because the lines crossed over. Yeah, we had a no lines crossing over policy just because that's how old school LCDs. Mm. And I'm sure someone's like, well. Well, it's like Ghostbusters, isn't it? Yeah, you don't cross the themes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, I'm sure someone's like, well, technically this display could. Well, no, just in general. So it works on everything. The lines don't cross. Because mm. someone took what I did and extended one of the lines, which arguably, I mean, definitely looks better, mm. but that means you've now got two lines crossing. Yeah. And so now you've got extra segments. doesn't count. Yeah. Uh, then there were some versions where, um, like, people came up with really good ideas, but they were, uh, they basically just invented new so symbols. The numbers. They yeah. look nothing like the numbers. Oh, yeah. And you basically, you, you've rediscovered binary at that point. Yeah. Oh, and a lot of people, not a lot of people, I saw people say, oh, it won't work with three because there aren't enough combinations to do all 10 digits. And that's when I realized this had spread outside the listener base. Because mm. in the podcast, we talked about that. Yeah. How the need, four is the minimum. Yeah. And, people, and then people were re-explaining that back to us. Yes. And I was like, this is obviously a very infectious Challenge. Mm. There's one that I have to give an honorable mention. Right. Which was uh, Leo. This, uh, is, this is the best. Leo said, I think I found a perfectly serviceable four-segment display. What I like about it is that the uh, the four looks like a four because that was the big. Four was a tough one. That was the tough one I had was getting a four. They've done it on um, gridded paper, but they haven't done it sort of exactly as it is on each one. Yeah. So this is the issue. When you're trying to sketch these. Mm. It's the human nature. You subtly distort them to look more like the the, the digit you know it's meant yeah. to look like. Like you're still like your brain goes, well, that's the same line in the same place, it's the same angle, there. but it drifts. But what I want to say is, um, so Leo's one, I I checked against it on a grid. Yep. And um, it didn't look as nice, but I I still think it was a really nice one. And that's four segment. Four segment is really lovely. I think that definitely gets a, a very honorable mention. Then I thought, ooh, can I take what I've done and what Leo's done and improve it? You know, get them Merge working them. together. Yeah. Uh, and the, after several hours, realized that I'm doing it again. No, yeah, get back out. Stop. Just when you think you're out. Oh, my goodness. Exactly. You got to go cold turkey. You can't. I do. Yeah. So I, I can't. I just can't. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't walk it's back. It's so in. tempting, though. No, I it's really closed. enjoyed closed. it. Yeah. So well done, Leo. 
And well done, everyone who's – I mean, other people sent in really nice five-segment ones, but um, I mean <laughs> – Five, please. I'm gonna say I could. Yeah, we could all do a nice. We could all. We can all knock out a five. (laughs) Four's where it's at. Yeah. Mm. We also got a lot of people commenting on the menu ordering system that I covered. Yes, in a previous episode, where the idea was, if you assigned a number to each dish, could you order from a menu by just adding up the total of all the dishes you want, all the all the assigned numbers, and then can the wait staff perfectly decode that to work out what your order was and i can i i said you could do it with binary but you end up with very big numbers and i i kind of ruled binary out because it was a bit too close to being a list because mm-hmm. it's just a, a bunch of ones and zeros for which one you do or don't have like yeah it's you a might very as well just say the meal you may as well just say the meals it's a very generous version of of adding mm-hmm. you and actually people come up with other solutions some clever ways of doing it, but you're basically concatenating, which is just running numbers one after the other. So you just, it's very clever how you would work out where you split it apart, but you're still just writing the menu one thing after the other. People come up with some matrices. What's we, a matrice? Uh, mat- a matrix is just a grid oh, of numbers. So matrices is a plural of matrix. Yes, plural of matrix. Oh, why you know how they call when you have pl- a sequel. Yeah, I was going to say, why yeah. don't they call the, yeah. the box set that? And you can use a matrix to revolve things as well. Wow. It's, uh, nerds found that deeply hilarious. Yeah. So a lot of the suggestions people sent in were variations on just binary, binary in disguise in various forms, much like the segment display thing. Yeah. And they were glorified lists. Mm. But then some people pointed out a solution that I totally missed. <gasps> and and I, I got to take my hat off to these people. I absolutely missed a possible solution. I got so focused on the fact that if you're allowed to have multiple dishes, so like it works if people can only have it up to one of each dish. Mm-hmm. But if you want to have multiple dishes, then you might have to add the same menu item on multiple times. Yeah. And that becomes indistinguishable from other ones. And the very quick example we had something like, how would you know the difference between ordering five, five multiples of dish number seven or seven multiples of dish mm. number five? People pointed out that you cannot order an irrational number of dishes. So you can order a whole dish or multiples, two dishes, three dishes. Maybe you could order half a dish or a third of a dish. I mean, no, you can't. But, but No one ever says, can I have half of a curry? I'm sure people have. And those people were laughed out the restaurant. Yeah, but they do it. Customers, watch them. They wouldn't get it. Um, but you cannot order like... But you can order a half portion of chips, so I'll give them that. They, see, there you are. There, there you uh, go. Uh-huh. All, right, all right. But you can't have a pie or portion of chips or the square root of two. There's a whole field of numbers that are irrational numbers which cannot be written as a fraction. These are the non-fraction, non-ratio, irrational numbers. Okay. And I'm pretty safe to say, apart from probably me as a joke, no one's ever tried to order an irrational multiple of a meal in a restaurant. Mm -hmm. So what you can do is assume that all the multiplying numbers are going to be rational numbers. You then give irrational numbers to the menu items, and that works. The assumption I was missing, I got so fixated on multiplying the numbers, I didn't stop to think that the multiples are a strict type of number. 
And if you make the menu numbers a different type of number, so one's rational and one's irrational, then you can reverse no matter how many you have can of each dish Can you give me backwards. an example or is this all in theory? And actually, it was right in front of my eyes the whole time. You will get your example because there is an idea in maths about logs and logarithms and exponentials. And what you're doing with those is it's a fancy way of turning multiplication into addition. And if you remember from the podcast, I said you could do this if you gave every dish a prime number value and then you get people to multiply them all together and that would work. That's perfectly reversible. They can have as many as they want of each dish. Mm -hmm. That works. But I said multiplying, I don't think that counts. It's got to be addition. Logarithms turn multiplication into addition. So instead of giving every single dish a prime number, you give them a logarithm of a prime number and that Absolutely works. So you know what? I'm just going to very quickly bring up a spreadsheet here to give you an example. You know how you talk about that convention you went to? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, this is why I need those. So I've just made a quick menu where the items are 2, 3, 5, 7, 11. So just, they're the prime numbers. They have mm -hmm. no factors. Mm -hmm. So the natural log of 2 is 0 0.30103. Then it keeps going and going and going and going and going. So these okay. rational numbers never end. Got it. Okay. Then the log of three is 0 0.47712125, and then that keeps going. Right. And then the next one, 0 0.698, and so on. Yeah. So now the only snag is the numbers never end. Yeah. Which takes a very long time to write down the order. <laughs> so at some point, you're going to have to round them. Mm -hmm. And now you hit back. Here's the problem now. As soon as you round it, you can get it's a rational number. Yes, it's a rational number all of a sudden. Right. And but what you'd need to do is just round them past so they're big enough for the number of dishes people might be ordering. So you're back to the, there's an upper bound to how many dishes people can order mm -hmm. based on the precision you've written down these irrational numbers. What you'd have to do on the menu is write natural log of two, natural log of three, et cetera, and then say, please calculate these to whatever precision is required to make your order unambiguous. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then and then that would work. And then you're like, where did all the customers go? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Out of business on the first day. Yeah, yeah. But you you know that you had the system would have worked if anyone had bothered to put the effort in. Yeah. To, to, to order. Um. It were, and 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 the very and I forget who sent this in. I'm very sorry. If you did, congratulations. This is amazing. Someone then said you could pick your irrational numbers so that they are the price of each meal. So you work out what you want to charge for a meal. Mm -hmm. You find an irrational number that's very close to that. Mm. And you set that as its number. Mm -hmm. And so then not only do you add them up and that gives you the order, it also gives you the total you have to pay. So you don't even have to write the number for the menu item number and the price. You just give it one number. Yeah. And that's the order and it's the bill and it's everything. Yeah. That's nice. But you're going to have to specify it to fractions of a fraction yeah, of a penny. Yeah, you're not saving yeah. any time. Oh, no, 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 no. But you are adding up. Yeah. You're just adding the numbers together and the whole system works. Minor precision issues, but there you are. So I apologize to everyone forget, for forgetting about logarithms. We were so close. And I apologize to no one. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> I, think you're, I think once you get to giving things irrational numbers, you might as well just give it other names. Nah. Oh, this is going to cost two unicorns. <laughs> Oh, there we go. Oh, I wonder what they've ordered. Well, there's no other unicorns on the list. Yeah, yeah okay. 
Valid point, well made. You can't you can't times two by unicorn, so it's got to be the other <laughs> way around, isn't it? But they're great suggestions, everyone. Genius. No, it's good. Yeah, well done. It's I like stuff. these moments. It's humbling. Thank you very much to listening to the APS team. Um, we'd also like to thank our Patreon supporters yep. who keep us in business. There are now 400 of you. Yeah. That's great. And this time, we'd like to thank... Nicole Mad Dog Matic. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nickname from the A team. It's good. It, it is. It is. Yeah. yeah. Cool. Murdoch, I know, but Maddock is pretty close. Kel, Mad Dog, Branson. <laughs> <laughs> and Dan, Mad Dog, Settle. I've been uh, Matt Parker, joined, of course, by Beck Hill and our producer, which is the iconic van which holds us all together as we go about our adventures. <laughs> it's Lauren Armstrong Carter. See you all next adventure. Okay. So you yeah. know how we needed sting stuff. Yep. And you know how my kitchen flooded. Yes. So while I was cleaning out the cupboards, mm -hmm. I found stuff that I'd forgotten about in the back of the cupboard oh. that survived the water. Behind the mop. It was in a plastic tub. So oh, you it brought survived. It. Yep. Yeah. I was holding on to these for ages. I'm terrified. And we never did anything with them, which means <laughs> it is definitely like way past when we should have used them. Right. I still have no idea what is in this bag. Right. There's rustling. No! Oh my goodness! I you still got these? Oh, it's sticky. Is that flood damage? I think that's just age. <laughs> so Beck is pulling out a variety of snacks from around the world, which are claimed alternatives to the Aussie snack that is Twisties. I do not know how safe these are. Should we open them now? I think we should open them out. Because actually we had twisties last time and Lauren wasn't here. Yeah. She was, uh... So I thought I'd bring the, the flood logs. They have Lauren. lost all the air from inside the packets. Yeah, they vacuum packed themselves. Wow. What is it? I guess it's leaked so out. So Fonzies are like the, the Italian ones and even the packet looks like twisties. It does. It, this is a deliberate twisties attempt. I'm in. What's it smell like? Oh, death. <laughs> His face. I'm, oh, they're pretty white. Get I don't in there. Give them, give, them a, that white. give them a whiff. They're fine. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> no, don't give them back. <laughs> I'm gonna, oh, my God. I'm I don't gonna, want to open I'm the gonna, I'm going to no. break one to see if it's... Oh, it you know snapped. Still quite snapped. I was not expecting a snap. I've just put it on my tongue. Yeah. You, she's gone in. No, it's pretty stale. Yeah. It's not gross. The smell is just cheese smell. Oh, that's, that's what they're... I mean, that's, that's what oh, they're... But, oh, my gosh. Now it's inside me. Oh. <laughs> Oh, I can't un... Yeah, no, okay. don't, don't try those. Uh, see you all next time. <laughs> <laughs>